speeds up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the longest sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministry, and we've got the program number one from our 2023 conference here at Lonesome Road Ministry. And this is day one of our threefold chord conference with Jim and Ann Davenport, David Brown, and a great message by my partner, Fred Mooney. Hey, enjoy this program and then do us a favor, pass it on, share it with somebody, and give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroadradio.com, or you can uh, log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org, and you can listen to our broadcast from the past. We've got all of our programming on our website, so sit back and enjoy today's program right here on Lonesome Road, Church on the Road. going to get started here. Uh, I was going to give a little bit of the history of the conference, but uh, I wanted Galen Taylor to be in here. He's Where is he at? Oh, he's right there. Okay. The history of the conference, and uh, I wanted to share a little bit of history about this conference. Um, in 2010, it was, we went down, down to um, Bristol, Virginia, to a tape gathering. Uh, Raymond Bronk and, and Ray Sisk were my mentors, and I always wanted to meet those guys. And I, I got the chance to go down to one of the tape gatherings in 2010, and Galen, I talked him into going too, and Bob Hartzell, he, he showed up from North Carolina, and uh, Jim Miller, he went with me. He, I picked him up over, by, over in Kentucky somewhere, he was out of Cincinnati. So we, we went down to, to this tape gathering, and we just had a great time. Ray, Ray Sisk didn't get to make it that, that year. And so I never got the chance to meet Ray Sisk. But I know I'm going to see him in heaven. And he's my mentor. Uh, without him, we, w- we wouldn't be here. That's where that, uh, the ideal for the conference uh, came from, really. Got to meet Jim and Ann Davenport for the very first time face-to-face. We'd been talking on the phone for years, but never had met. And so we got to meet them in uh, Bristol, Virginia that year in 2010. Well, out of that conference, tape gathering they called it, uh, Galen, me and Galen got to talking about it. We, we decided we needed to do one of those, and we decided to do it at Memphis. And... Uh, because all the truck stops are right there, and, and we rented a Holiday Inn, I think it was, wasn't it, Galen? Yeah. They rented their uh, conference center, and we've done a little advertising, had all kinds of people say they was coming, and we just had the best time down there at Memphis. There was uh, Jim Davenport and Robert Mockle. Mark, yeah, they come up from Texas. Allison was there from Louisiana. Who else? Tony, well, Tony Mack was our speaker. Joe Arview was our music. And uh, Jim was there. Allison, 
some of Galen's uh, staff that he had from Faith on the Move was there, and me and my wife Linda was there, and Tony preached to us and Joe Arview, and Joe Arview sang to us and Tony Mack, and nobody, nobody came. I mean, it was, it was just a big flop, and I thought, I told Galen, I said, I ain't never doing this again. <laughs> and uh, so we decided, I decided, we wasn't doing no more the conferences or tape gatherings. And about uh, 2012, Galen called me up one day. He said, brother, he said, uh, God's been speaking to me. He said, we need to do a, another conference. I said, Really? <laughs> He said, yeah. And he said, we need to do it in Carmi. That's where I was based out of. And I said, ain't no way. I ain't doing another conference. And we ain't going to do it in Carmi. Why would, people wouldn't even come to Memphis. Why would they come to Carmi? I said, we ain't going to do it. No, I ain't doing it. And uh, he said, well, he, I know God's telling me to do this, and you need to pray about it. I said, I'll pray about it, but we ain't doing it. <laughs> and so... Uh, I prayed about it, and God spoke to me that we needed to do a conference in Carmi, and I, and I called Galen up, and I said, okay, Galen, we'll do it, but it ain't going to work, <laughs> and uh, so we may have started making plans to do this conference in Carmi in June of 2013, and the whole time we was planning this thing, I kept telling everybody, it ain't going to work. Nobody's going to come. They wouldn't come to Memphis. Why would they come here? And so we got to the, to the opening day of the conference, and people came from everywhere. It was unbelievable. They came from all over the country to this conference in Carmi when they wouldn't even come to Memphis. I, I, I told God the whole time, this is crazy. It ain't going to work. It's just crazy, and I thought it was crazy, and uh, I, I even asked Ann Davenport to open our conference with the song by Patsy Cline, Crazy, because this conference was crazy, and it ain't going to work. I knew it wouldn't work, and I told God it wouldn't work. Well, we opened the conference with Ann singing crazy, and, and it just went from there. It just got crazier and crazier and gooder and gooder in Tony Mack's words. It just kept getting gooder, and we had, a, we had the best conference. And by the time it was over, I remember everybody had left, and I was in my office down there in Carmi by myself, and I put my feet up on the desk, and I went to sleep. <laughs> I was exhausted, wore out. And my wife called me, and she said, are you coming home? I said, yeah, I'll be home in a minute. And... Uh, I remember telling everybody, I said, we ain't never going to do another one of them things. It's too much work, and it's too crazy. And so here we are, number 10, and it's still crazy. So, Ann Davenport, would you open us up with a song? And I still think he's crazy.
comes to guitarists, and if anybody wants to help me, they're welcome. But um, but I'm I'm still going to be crazy <laughs> and uh, try to do this song. Okay. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down when I hear that trumpet sound. Gonna get up out of the ground Cause there ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down Well, I looked way over Jordan What do you think I see? I see a band of angels And they're coming after me Well, meet me, meet me, Jesus, meet me In the middle of the air I'm gonna rise to meet my Lord I'm gonna say goodbye down here Cause there ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down Ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down Well, I'm going down to the river Put my knees in the sand Gonna holler, hi, Hosanna Till I reach that promised land Ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down Ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna get up out of the ground Cause there ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down Well, you can take me out to the graveyard body in the ground but that first resurrection morning my body won't be found cause there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down ain't no grave hold my body down when I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna get up out of the ground cause there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down Ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down Okay, all right, that was awesome, wasn't it? Woo! Ann, Ann and Jim has been to every conference since we started. This is our... Tenth year, so we got a lot of people that's been here every conference. Uh, my wife's one. <laughs> Stand up, Linda. Let everybody know who you are. Yeah, that's my wife, Linda. And uh, 2013, we went back to 2013 where it was really crazy. It was a crazy conference. But we had a lot of good stuff happen. Linda had cancer in 2013, and guess what? God healed her of cancer. We serve a healing God, and he wants to heal anybody in here that has anything going on with them. Amen. Uh, Danny Dennis was our, uh, at our conference then, and he had cancer, esophagus cancer, and he had to go through surgery, but God touched him and healed him of his cancer. So I hope you came expecting to receive. You're going to receive what you expect out of this conference. If you come expecting to receive, you will receive it, whether it's healing, whether it's just a fresh anointing, a fresh a filling of the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill each and every one of us up to overflowing so that we can leave here and pour out on others. It's always about others. That was racist motto. Others, yes, others, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others so that I might live for thee. And we've carried that motto on with Lonesome Road Ministry, and this ministry is all about you, your family, your friends, and your neighbors. We want to stretch this net all across America, just like I was talking about with the Facebook, stretching a net. We want to stretch a net all across America, and we've been doing that, and we've stretched our net, and we're reaching people 
all the way across this country and around the world. We are in over 32 different countries now with Lonesome Road Radio. And we're, and we're doing it because of you guys. You had to, enough faith to help us put that gospel out on, start a radio station, and, and you've bought duplicators, you've bought printers, you've bought everything that we've, you bought this building. All, it all came through donations from, from you people. So we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And uh, Ann, Ann and Jim's been at every conference. Me and my wife, we've been to every one. And is there anybody else here that's been to every one? Allison, you've been to every one. Yes, every one. Anybody else? All right. Well, is there somebody here for the very first time? Yeah, we got lots of first-time people. And our next uh, singer is David Brown, and he's came all the way from Florida. And uh, it's 13 hours, I believe he said he drove to get here. And he come expecting. And he's excited to be here. Anybody else excited to be here today? <laughs> All right. Well, David, come on up here. Okay. So I'm going to turn it over to David Brown. His wife, Linda's right there. And they are excited to be here. Thank you, Gary. It's one thing to humble yourself, but to be able to do it in front of God and all you people and the love that I have felt since January 31st, I surprisingly, you know, driving a truck and being in transportation for over 40 years is started with buses, then went to trucks and been with my company now for 24 years. January 31st, my truck was broke down in the shop. They were doing a service, so I didn't get to drive it. So the truck that I, they had me and I didn't want to drive. I said, well, you go. I, I took it anyway. But that day I was running the, running the halfway Charlotte and there was a, a CD in there that wouldn't play for the first half, halfway, halfway to Charlotte until I turned around when I got to the meet point. I said, well, I said, why won't this play? I didn't have the power button on. <laughs> I didn't have the power button on. Says, oh, I, and it was uh, the very first message I ever heard was, it's just intermission. Incredible message. And I listened to it. Then the next one was just walk back in the room. And that's when Gary, Gary and Lonesome Road Ministries had me. And, and knowing that I would, I would never leave this ministry, we're part of it. We're proud to be part of it. Uh, I guess a week later, or three or four days later, my wife wrote a, wrote a song called A Better Way. And it's eight and a half minutes long. It's an eight and a half minute song. Not only take, took some time to learn it, but we knew that it was too long for radio, that it wouldn't get played. So I sent it over to Gary. I said, you know, just to let him hear it and see what he thought about it. He said, the only problem, the only problem with it is it don't have a testimony. I went, what? She said she didn't do a testimony in front of it. So I said, do you mind if I get Linda on the phone? He said, no, go ahead. So when Linda answered the phone, I, Gary was on the phone. It was a three-way call. And I said, Gary, will you share with Linda what you just shared with me? Because, you know, of course, me telling her or sharing with her what Gary shared with me, it was better coming from him. And we sent it to him. She done a testimony. And now there's probably about four or five songs behind that. And Davenport done a uh, little flower on the song. Thank you, Ann. And it just snowballed from there. And... It's, it's, God works in mysterious ways because that CD was in that truck that day. Where would we be today if that hadn't put, you know, I knew I wanted to listen to it. But Gary, thank you so much for Lonesome Road Ministries. God bless you and what you've done for Linda, me and our ministry, our, you know, the church we go to, everybody knows about it. And I just, very humbling to be part of this. And I want to say I love y'all, and I hope you enjoy the, the songs I've chosen, and I'll be glad to start singing. There's something about a cross that makes me think of who I am. Makes me look inside myself and see the truth of where I stand. I was driving down I-40 at 
was so strong and tall It was lit up like a blazing fire The biggest cross of all Two hundred feet of steel and creek Was calling out to me The biggest cross I'd ever seen Seeing fall at Jesus' feet So I slowed down and drifted over Just to get a better look Right in Jesus Christ he said to me Think of all the things you took You took love and didn't give in You took praise without a thought You took thanks and never even thought Of thanking anyone You took things that don't belong to you Love and trust you don't deserve You took pieces of her broken heart and pitched them in the dirt On my knees beside I 40 there It was so strong and tall It was lit up like a blazing fire The biggest cross of all 200 feet of steel and creek Was calling out to me The biggest cross I'd ever seen Saint Paul at Jesus' feet Save my soul that lonely night When the cross reminded me Of the price he paid to save my soul On the cross of Calvary I couldn't get home fast enough To return the things I took Like the love and trust and thanks and praise Cause Jesus made me look at the cross beside I 40 there It was so strong and tall It was lit up like a blazing fire The biggest cross of all 200 feet of steel and creek Was calling out to me The biggest cross I'd ever seen Saying fall at Jesus' feet at the cross beside I 40 there It was so strong and tall It was lit up like a blazing fire The biggest cross of all 200 feet of steel and creek Was calling out to me The biggest cross I'd ever seen Saying fall at Jesus' feet Thank you. That was actually written by David Nall, a good friend of mine in Texas. And we was in an award conference one time, and he, he played that for me. And knowing that I drove a truck, I said, I want to record that song. And he said, what I've got to do to record it? He said, ask me. So think of the words to this song. We've all been there. We're all on the road. Just let God lead us. The wrong path will lead you nowhere Only to see and despair Following Jesus, He is the truth My Savior, my refuge of His glory the story's told Blessed Son Saved our soul His word of love And prosperity Together we shall be The road I'm on Leads to heaven his guiding light is all I need. 
live my life for his love I have received. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus for his love comforts me. My salvation is heaven my redemption is gift to me our father who art in heaven how holy be thy name how must I am He's by my side For my sins He gave His life The road I'm on Leads to heaven His guiding light Is all I need Of His I live my life for his love I have received. The road I'm on leads to heaven. His guiding light is all I need of his word. I live my life. For his love I have received. For his love I have received. And like you, before I do this next song, it's one that's very special to me, uh, Bill. It's actually Gary's song. Uh, he gave it to me probably a month and a half, two months ago, and I tried to get music put to it through a, uh, someone there in Georgia. And here, as time ran on, it never got the music to it. So I got with Gary and, and Bill Shell, uh, done a rush job on it, and brought in some new mu musicians and everything else, and sent it to me and it's called a smoking joke uh but it's it's in the so when i heard it he asked me what i thought about it and i said then mm, he said well it just needs to be more country so he said i said well he said so then i got with bill and we made it more country and and i'll do it for you and i hope you enjoy it thank you bill or gary
Great job there, David. Appreciate you and and Linda coming all the way up here to to be with us for this crazy conference. <laughs> it is crazy. Hey, we're gonna uh, switch gears a little bit now, and I want to talk about my home church, Orchardville Church. We're gonna end our conference up there Sunday, and uh, they're gonna let me bring the message Sunday morning. But, yeah. We've got a great home church at Orchardville, and uh, I tell you, it's an amazing church. You're going to hear from my pastor, Rick Hayes, here later on this afternoon. We're getting ready to hear from my Sunday school teacher, Fred Mooney, and uh, me and Fred go all the way back to 2002 when we first started going to Orchardville Church, but uh, uh, we also got a lot of great people that work at Orchardville Church. One of them is Glenn Lister. And he just loves this conference. Man, he just loves it. And uh, he just sent a message uh, in a text or messenger or whatever it was. And he's not going to be able to make it. His wife, Connie, is in the hospital, and she's not doing real well at all. So um, we, need, we need to pray for, uh, for Connie and Glenn and uh, there's others. There's others. I, ma- I mentioned Bob Hartzell earlier that went to that first conference with us down in uh, uh, Bristol. Uh, he passed away this year. And uh, he left behind eight kids. Man, can you believe that? And another one of the people that's part of our ministry, Sherman Taylor, passed away this year. He's a great uh, veteran, a Marine. You, a lot of you have heard his testimony out there, free at last. And he uh, passed away uh, in May of this year. And there's others. Richard Koss is another guy that we need to put on the prayer list. He called me, and he's not going to be able to make it. He's had to have a heart procedure yesterday, and uh, the doctors didn't want him to drive up here, so he's not going to be able to make it. He's, he said he was doing good, though. And... Uh, so that's another person on the prayer list. And Pat, this is your first time at uh, our conference. You came and give a testimony. So uh, if you want to introduce yourself, I want you to pray for all these prayer needs. And then we're going to turn it over to my buddy, my partner. He, go, he gets in the cab with me and rides down the road on all these CDs that you're hearing nowadays. So uh, he's got a message for all you chaplains out there. Yeah, well... Uh, I used to be called Mad Dog. They used to chain me to a tree when I get drunk. So when I got a hold of the Lord, they call me Glad Dog now. And I just love to praise God. (laughs) Lord, Lord, we come before your throne tonight, Jesus. We just lift these people up to you, Lord. You know the wants and the needs of all. Lord Jesus, you've heard, the, you've heard the cries. And Jesus, we just ask you to move mightily right now. Take your nail-heart-scarred hands and lay them upon them, Lord Jesus, and give them a touch from heaven. Lift them up to you, Lord. And Lord, we just honor you and praise you. And we thank you for what you're doing out here, Lord. We give you all the glory and honor for who you are, mighty King Jesus, the Lord of all, the creator of the heavens and the earth. There is no greater. With a name like Jesus, it's so big the universe can't hold it. Yes, Jesus, when you speak that name, something begins to happen. And we're speaking that name to these people right now. In the name of Jesus, they'll be touched, be lifted up before the throne of grace. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Amen, amen. And now, here's my good friend and partner, Fred Mooney. Amen. We sat in there, my wife leaned over and said, you're not going to sing, are you? <laughs> if you had ever heard me sing, you'd know why she said that. You know? <laughs> well, the, the birds are home. I've got a, I've got a bird that sings Jesus loves me, and and I had a he learned it from another bird, and then, but anyway, my sister-in-law said that bird won't sing for you because he thinks he's your echo. <laughs> you know, I heard a very interesting story yesterday, and I shared this with my wife. She said it's not funny; it's dumb. So. I don't know, gentlemen, if you have that same problem or not, but uh, <laughs> it seemed to be this, uh, this couple, and they were sound asleep, and they lived out in the country, you know, which is a good place to live. That's where I live. Gary can tell you that. People are always looking for smoother ways to get to my house, you know, <laughs> but, but they were sound asleep. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning, and it was raining so hard you couldn't believe it. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. So she punches him. He gets out of bed. He goes up the door, cracks the door open. And there stands a drunk. This guy just a drunk, can't hardly stand up. He said, I need a push. He slammed the door in his face, went back to bed. His wife said, who was that? He said, I was some dumb drunk. said, he just needs to sleep it off, you know. She said, now, honey... That ain't the way we roll. Said, so don't you remember when we was in the city last week and we broke down and a real nice couple of gentlemen helped us, got us back home? You are to pay that forward. You are to help that guy. He said, okay, yes, dear. Which, by the way, are, are two of the best words you men can know. Yes, dear. Yes, dear, and I, I'm sorry. It'll take you a long way. But, but anyway, he said, yes, dear. He goes to the door, and it's raining so hard he can't even see out. And he says, are you still there? Do you still need a push? Where are you? I'm sitting in the swing. <laughs> see, now, honey, that was funny. <laughs> I really, I really don't feel worthy to be up here because I know how much you people sacrifice for what you do. But God gave me a message for you to come and encourage you. I'm going to brag on God and uh, Gary Rayburn a little bit, okay? Is that all right? Can I do that? Well, I was born in 1949, and you know what that means? I was a teenager in the 60s. You figure that out for yourself. But anyway, I was born again in 1974. And that's the, that's the date that counts right there. When I, was, when I was 15 years old, I was actually working for a group. I played drums, most, well, I still play drums most of my life. But anyway, I was with a group and they actually made a record, and the record hit the bottom 40. And uh, things, things couldn't have been going better for me. And by the time I turned 18, I had, a, I had a new car, and I thought I was going places. You know what? I graduated high school in 1968. I wasn't living at home anymore. My dad called me up. He said, Son, I think we got your draft notice here. I said, okay. So I went and got it. And sure as well, my, my friends and neighbors thought I ought to go serve my country, you know. So being the patriotic individual I am, I run down and joined the Navy. Because I, I didn't want no part of rice patties and snakes and, and, and all that. Well, like I said, from the time I was 15, I made my living playing in bars. And so I continued that, that venue while I was in the service. 
and I become a functioning alcoholic. When I went to bed at night, I always leave just a little bit in that bottle for the next morning. But I couldn't live without that bottle. I woke up with it. I, I lived with it. Well, the next thing I know, I get sent to Vietnam. And I'm on an aircraft carrier. And my life is a shambles. I mean, that's all you, all you can say is in pieces. And when your planes are flying, all you got to do is to smoke cigarettes, drink coffee, and read books. And you're in a day room. And so somebody left a book there, and it said, Good News for Modern Man. I thought, good news. High use of good news. And I read it cover to cover. And I said, this is what I need. I need this Jesus that this book's talking about. Now, I'd heard about Jesus in, in, in church, and I'd heard it from my family, but I'd never seen it so real. And I thought, Lord, if you'll save my soul, I'll give my heart to you, and I'll do anything you want me to do the rest of my life. But I cannot go on the way I'm going. I can't do it. I can't live this way. And uh, instantaneously, I had what I call a Damascus, road to Damascus experience. I was instantaneously delivered from alcohol, from tobacco, from drugs, from a foul language, from everything except a poor sense of humor, you know. But I was delivered, you know. I was delivered. It's, it's, and... That was in June of 1974. I wish I could have talk, told you the date or the day, but unless you've been there, when you're out there on the line, one day's just like the next day, you know. So I come home, and I thought my life was going to just float along. I'd go floating from cloud to cloud with the rest of the Christians, right? No, it didn't work that way. I went through a horrible divorce. And so I'm back living at home. I'd quit playing music. I'd quit playing because the church I went to didn't believe in that. And there's a knock at my door. And there's these Pentecost people I knew from 10 years ago. And they said, we're going to Nashville, make some albums, and we want you to play drums for us. I said, Butch, can't do that. I said, church I go to, we don't, play, we don't believe in drums. He said, can I talk to you a little more? I said, yeah, come on in. He said, yeah, I got my Bible sitting right there by my chair, you know. And he says, uh, if I can show you in your Bible where it's okay, will you help us out? I said, Butch, I'll tell you what, if you can show me in my Bible it's okay, I'll go to, I'll go to Nashville and we'll make those albums. He said, give me your Bible. So he turns to the 150th Psalm. You know the end of the story, don't you? Praise him on the high sound and cymbals. Praise him on the tambourine. Praise him on the lot. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Nowhere in there did I see a Hammond organ, you know. <laughs> I think about that, you know. But I, I was brought up in high, in high church, you know what I'm saying? And... So, long story short, we went to Nashville, uh, Oak Ridge Boys Studio. We cut a couple of albums. And I, I played in Southern Gospel groups all over the place. I mean, and then in 1975, September of 1975, I come to Wayne City to play drums for the uh, Gospel Road Country Singers. Yeah, that was my memory back there. But anyway, <laughs> their bass singer, Brad Miller, he had, a, he had a cousin he wanted to meet, and that's my wife, Kitty. And I met her in September 1975, and we were married in December 75. And we're still married. Now, in uh, 1994, we... we uh, 
we left the church we was going to in Mount Vernon, and we come over here to Orchardville, and they had 46 people. One building, little basement underneath it, 46 people, and but we loved the people. It was a small, small crowd, but big spirit, if you know what I mean. And so we started going there, and in 2002, we built a new sanctuary that would seat 400 people. And we were running about, what, 150, Gary? 200, something like that. And that was when Gary and Linda Rayburn started coming to Orchardville. Now, we had a tape ministry at the church that time. We was, we was producing a handout. Get, this, get ready for this. We were producing and handing out six tapes a week. You believe that? Six tapes a week. Well, Gary come in, and this is a tape. I wish I had a pencil. Well, this will work. You know what this is? This is a cassette tape fixer. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> We've all done it, too. <laughs> Gary come, and he shared his vision of his tape ministry. And our pastor and our church, we got behind them, and we put a boot out here. And they took up money. We put the boot out a few times, didn't we? And the next thing you know, we're putting out, we're putting out tapes like crazy, and then it went to cassettes. And that little church of 46 people, pretty soon was a church of 1,200 people with two satellite churches, one in Fairfield and one in Centralia. And you know why? Now, I got to help Gary. And we have a, we, me and Gary, we have way too much fun when we're working together. But we'd work together down there. And me and him, we would go out once a month. I had a little Ford Festiva then, best car I ever made had I Love Jesus right across the windshield. And you're being Gary in that, yeah. We go door to door, you know, inviting people to church. But I had so many people ask me, how'd that church get so big? I said, people sharing their faith. It's an age-old idea. It goes all the way back to the book of Acts. But people would come up, and you give them a CD. I'm going to show you how you give them a CD. Have you got one of these yet? See? We're programmed to say no. Do you want one of these? No. Have you got this one yet? You hand them that CD. And that, that CD ministry grew Orchardville Church. Now, We've been through a lot of stuff. Our pastors died. We've been through some pastor changes. Those two satellite churches are on their own now, and they're doing great. The church is healed. Our church is doing great. But it's all a result of people taking Gary's vision for that CD ministry and handing it out, giving them their faith. Because basically, they had the preacher's sermons, and the praise team's music on it, you know, and it just—it was just that—that that simple. But I often think of what a debt that we owe to Gary Raver. Really, I, I mean, uh, and my hat goes off to you, you truckers. I'm here to tell you. The only time I ever rode in a truck, he says I get in the cab with him. I do in the radio program, but. <laughs> was we rode home from Promise Keepers one time from Louisville, me and Gary, and I thought, that's enough for me, you know. <laughs> I want to ask you a question, though, and I, I'm getting ready to wrap her up. I promised Gary it'd be 15 minutes. Do you ever feel like quitting? Do you ever feel like quitting? Well, I think everybody's felt like quitting. But you know what Galatians 6, 9, and 10 says? And let us not grow weary while doing good. 
For in due seeing we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us to do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. I don't know who, but I know this message for somebody here today. Somebody needs encouraged, and that's what I'm here. I'm here to encourage you guys. I know how you sacrifice. My prayer for you is that you have a hundredfold harvest. And you know how you have a hundredfold harvest? You sow with good seed and the good ground. These tapes, or well, we don't do tapes, the CDs, the new uh, QR codes, cards, that's good seed. And I'm telling you, we got, a, we got a world out here that's flipped upside down, folks. I mean, they're, they're calling wrong, right, and right, wrong. The things that we used to hide and keep in the dark are now is brought out in the open, and you're supposed to bow down to it, you know. So it's time to be sowing some seed. And I pray that you would reap that hundredfold harvest. In Matthew 13 and 8, it says, But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. I think we can have a hundredfold harvest. I do. There's no turning back. I asked Gary one time if he ever felt like quitting. He said he, he did. He had a, had a snafu, and he called Ray Sisk. Ray says, says, there's no turning back. Because in Luke 9, 62, it says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So I wanted to encourage you to keep on keeping on. I want you to hear these words when you enter, enter heaven and Jesus comes up to you and says, Welcome in, thou good and faithful servant. All right. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, he mentioned some scripture in Matthew about the, the ground, uh, the rocky ground, the fertile ground, and good ground. And I remember a sermon that uh, Russ Beatles preached when I was just saved. And he talked about that ground. I don't have my... Bible open, but you know, you know the scriptures. And Russ said, you get to choose which ground you're going to be. And I thought, man, that's a no brainer. <laughs> I think I want to be that good ground. And I know everybody in here wants to be that good ground. And it's our choice. We got to choose this day whom you're going to serve. And uh, the other scripture uh, he was talking about, I mean, putting your hand to the plow, once you put your hand to the plow, that's what racist told me. He said, son, you done put your hand to the plow. You can't quit. There's no place to quit when you sign on to serve God. And that's what we're doing right here. We're signing on to serve God. But each day, we got to serve the Lord.
Well, friends, we don't like to close any program without giving you the chance to ask Jesus Christ into your heart and to be your Lord and your Savior. So if you would like to do that, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I just want to be a Christian. I want to give my heart to you. Take out my old heart and give me a new heart, Lord, and I will follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, friends, if you prayed that prayer and if you meant it with all your heart, then you give us a call right here at 618-383-2107. We want to pray for you and we want to send you more material that will help you with your walk with Christ. And remember this, Jesus loves you and we do too. And this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and we'll talk at you later. Roads of life lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.